Hello and welcome back to Analytics at ServiceNow with your host Alex Sanginov. This is Season 2 and we are excited to cover the ins and outs of a day in the life of analytics roles and their contribution in creating value to fuel the company's growth. I personally invite you to join our Analytics at Now community by visiting us at servicenow.com forward slash analytics at now to stay informed so you won't miss a beat. That's again servicenow.com forward slash analytics at now. In this episode, we're joined by Sunil Saini, Senior Data Architect, and Varun Maliala, Senior Manager of Center of Excellence, who are the masterminds in selecting the right technology that works for you and me. Hello and welcome to the show, gentlemen. Uh, Sunil Varun, happy Friday. How are you guys doing? Hey, Alex. Good. I'm super excited to be here. Happy Friday. Thank you. Hey, Alex. Thanks for inviting. Happy Friday. Awesome. Happy Friday, indeed. And again, you know, this episode uh, wouldn't be uh, a day in the life of, you know, overall, you know, season if we didn't cover the most, you know, important uh, pieces and the roles within the analytics roles. And of course, you know, that brings, you know, the, the architect who orchestrates, you know, everything that we do here at ServiceNow and our stakeholders can take benefit of it, as well as, you know, putting the best practices from Center of Excellence. Again, I'm super pumped and uh, looking forward to it. And as, as usual, you know, let's start with the basics. Uh, what is Data Architect and Center of Excellence, gentlemen? Sure, Alex. Uh, so in simple way, Data Architect is the kind of mastermind behind the enterprise data architecture. So he and C will basically create the blueprint for the enterprise uh, data management system and help you uh, translate the business requirement into data and technology requirement, and also define the data standards and uh, principles and guidelines. Actually, so if you look at the the data architect, is manages the several different integrated components, which includes the application, uh, business processes, hardware, technology uh, choices, network, security, and data. Actually. In addition, also, data architect also kind of manages the data models, data policies, rules, uh, storage, integration, and uh, how to use the data into automation. So that's what the broadly I would say, what is data architect? I love that. Uh, so basically, you are, you know, sometimes a good cop as well as a bad cop, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would... Which one would you say you are the most? Are you more of a good cop or bad cop? Oh, I, I have to change my my uh, my uh, hat uh, depending on the the scenario, depending on the, the day, and depending on the project, you know, uh, situation actually, right? So I had to change that uh, and keep switching, and that's the interesting part of this being a data architect, actually. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, I think you're personally, uh, I think you're more of a good cop and uh, guiding the entire team than a bad cop. Hey Alex, uh, as a center of excellence, uh, we are responsible for scalable platform and uh, standards and best practices, and also for the effective implementation. And the final, the last, the best one is the cross-team support. These are the four things which we focus on. And also we focus on the growth drivers and operational excellence. These are the two things which we mainly focus on, growth drivers and operational excellence. Right. And... Uh, essentially, once uh, Sunil, you know, becomes, you know, the good cop, you, you know, basically take that forward and uh, hit the gas pedal. 
Yep, uh, we'll try to implement those uh, based on the whatever Sunil suggests. We'll take those as our pillars and we'll make sure those are implemented. Absolutely, we, we work very closely actually, hand in hand, to make sure we have a very close uh, 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 support, collaboration. Yeah. collaboration and support to each other actually, and to make sure things are following the right path actually. Right, yes. And uh, just to dig in, you know, deeper into your day-to-day uh, -day operation, if you will, can you walk us through what does a typical day in the shoes of Sunil and Varun and the team look like? That's an interesting question, Alex. Uh, so my typical days uh, includes like uh, start with some of the uh, some of the key strategic project initiative meetings, actually, uh, and we I'm part of those meetings just to understand what's happening in terms of what's the requirement is there. Uh, and provide some architecture guidelines and the guidance uh, and solution uh, in terms of the, the the choices, integration, technology choices, integration, security, and data aspect, right? And uh, also kind of uh, part of the review uh, review meetings actually, which happens on the Tuesday um, uh, morning and evening actually, and provide the architecture recommendation to ensuring that it meets all the business needs and provide the scalability and the performance and security and reliability, actually, right? So, uh, uh, also, I'm part of the like, uh, uh, weekly enterprise architect ARP review process uh, where we kind of review all the strategic project uh, which impact the, the enterprise actually and, and uh, understand the impact from the analytics standpoint of view and uh, see if, if we see any, any major impact analytics, we raise the flag and uh, also share with the rest of the team to make sure the, they are aligned actually what's coming up. And uh, uh, provide the technical support to the team members. So there's a lot of different ad hoc meeting comes uh, on the way, uh, and we need to kind of uh, provide the, the right support, the right guidance to the team as they need, need actually, right? uh, depending on the use case and all. Right. So uh, and also I kind of engage with the Vernus team uh, to perform a lot of different POCs and uh, the technology choices that we do. You know, a uh, lot of uh, vendor assessment. Uh, you know, when we try to bring new technology into the into the, the team, actually, so a lot of uh, interaction with the vendor, sortlisting the vendor, doing perform the POC and and documents, documenting those findings and sharing with the team, and then finally making the choices that what's the best uh, technology, uh, what we need actually, which going to be more helpful for long term. So yeah, those are different things that goes. It's it's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, I would say is uh, context switching uh, an entire day. <laughs> you know, right. so. Yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, Varun, how about you? For me, most of my day starts with the, there is an issue or we need to debug the existing issue or coming okay. up with a new feature. And uh, most mornings we can't plan because of the P1 issues or any other issue if, because we work with multiple tools and these tools are not same. And there will be some issue with some of the features or whether it's a way to solve it or not, is there any workaround? And the best part is coming up with the workaround, like how to make user happy, right? right. But uh, mostly it comes with an issue or a feature not working or com coming up with a solution or a workaround or what is the new features released, these kind of things. And uh, we have our own uh, projects where uh, that is where we focus on, where how to enable all the new features of existing tools, all those kind of things. Got it. So basically what you're saying is you basically hack every single day and innovate every single day. 
yeah that's the best part alex yeah every awesome. day will and uh, before i never used to sleep when there is a problem but now <laughs> i got used to it because uh, i'll just get up in new day new problem so it yeah. it's it's different yeah absolutely every day is a hard that's day. a fun part actually you know uh, alex that's a fun part of being a coe actually right that uh, right you get to see new challenge every day and you have to uh, find try to solve the problem you know most effectively actually yes. because every day you see a new technology coming up and we need to see the right tool for the right feature all those things yeah right yes i absolutely admire you know the amount of you know execution and innovation that both of your you know team you know drive here and of course you know me being part one of the consumers you know greatly benefit uh, all the great latest and greatest uh, enhancements uh, that you constantly you know produce Uh, just out of curiosity how many pocs proof of concepts generally do you run at a time or do we evaluate at a time so alex if uh, we just i tell you that uh, uh, for edp the current initiative that major initiative that uh, we are doing uh, we have been uh, talking to like more than like 20 20 25 vendors uh, wow and and shortlisted uh, a uh, few vendors out of that and then uh, like i would say uh, next month or so we'll be doing like i would say probably uh, six pocs uh, at the time and at a time actually right trying to and this is a quite extensive process actually yeah i can imagine yes and uh, sunil is a, has a template I, whenever i have to meet a new vendor i just go to sunil hey give me the list of questions that's it <laughs> <laughs> and with those questions only you can sort list like 50% of the vendors uh, so he is an expert there out of curiosity and for the benefit of our audience to get to know you guys uh, better how did you end up uh, becoming a data architect and uh, running you know the center of excellence team sure like so uh, if i look back you know i have been in this data analytics uh, since last 20 plus years actually and uh, before joining service now i have been doing technology consulting throughout my entire career at different capacity level different uh, industry across a different geolocation and i used to travel a lot uh, for my consulting gigs and meeting new people learning new right. things was a fun part of that right so one thing which always excited me uh, that every client had a different unique challenge and every industry every client has unique challenge and being consulting being a consultant uh, you have to understand the requirement very quickly because you have your bills bills are high yeah. so people don't want to give it a lot of time so you you really have to quickly understand their problem statement understand the requirement and quickly come up with the unique solution that they're looking for and every client is unique uh, you know in terms of the requirement in terms of the what they look for and then so that part i really enjoyed the problem solving and the solution design part which attracts me the most to uh, to uh, become a data architect and that's the fun part actually see uh, in the, my previous company i used to represent all the hack days every quarter and i used to get excited on that day okay i thought why can't i join a team where every day is a hack day right, right. so whenever i used to solve a problem or come up coming up with a new idea or work around or anything whenever i see user happy i used to become happy like okay then i need to do this every day because uh, it's pretty fun in the same time i'm learning stuff right because every day you have to learn something new that's the reason I, when i saw this opportunity i just jumped on uh, because right. uh, every day is a hack day here so it's fun 
coming back you know, to today, uh, working with your teams here at ServiceNow, what is the engagement model or the workflow behind the scenes look like you know, working with you and your teams? Sure, Alex. So within data analytics team, uh, we have that uh, weekly analytics review yeah, meeting where team engages with us uh, on a weekly basis uh, to come with the, the projects that they wanted to kind of get a review. And then also we, we do the design review, we do the final review before moving the code base uh, to the production actually. So they send me the projects for the review, we review it actually and provide the, the right recommendation. And then, uh, you know, team follow the process in terms of change requests and submit for approval and all, right? So that's one process that, that's how they engage. In addition, uh, uh, so I'm also quite a part of the, uh, the ERB review meeting actually that's happening on at the enterprise level. So that's, uh, they have like two meeting actually, one is the, on Monday and then one is on Thursday. So we have ERB uh, approval meeting and then with office hours. So that's another uh, way we kind of, engage with the team and, and uh, you know, um, look at what's coming up on the pipeline and then, you know, provide a recommendation actually, right? Uh, analytics team also kind of flexible enough in terms of uh, whenever they have the uh, requirement where they need some support and, and guidance uh, in terms of design and solution guidance actually. So they, they set up ad hoc meeting as well. So a lot of ad hoc meetings also being set up and, you know, uh, we provide the feedback and guidance and recommendation actually. Um, so, and then they implement these changes and then close the loop actually. So, um, yeah, so uh, that, that's how the kind of workflow goes actually right? behind the scene actually, yes. As Sunil mentioned, most of the meetings are started with the ARB. And then whenever people right. are stuck with a problem or they want to break the system or they want to come up with a new idea, right? Okay. Whenever they have that huge volume of data, when the tools cannot handle it, they want mm -hmm. to come up with a workaround or improve the existing solution also, right? Because yes. every time you want to enhance the existing solution or come up with a new ideas, that's where they come to us, like to come up with a new solution or work around or a patchwork or work okay. with a vendor because visually we work with vendors all the time. Okay. And uh, that's the reason we, when you want to open a new feature or something like that, right? That, that's where they come up. Got it. So who architected this workflow behind the scene? I'm just curious. So this is like uh, being internally discussed that you know, how we want to kind of uh, run this entire process, the, the architecture review process uh, uh, being discussed with the, with the management and team that um, um, how we're going to run this thing. And this has been going for quite some time actually. Um, and, and we keep on time time base, we keep on uh, improving uh, these uh, and trying to get the feedback from the team and trying to improve this process to make it more optimized and effective as much as possible. So you should not be that kind of uh, roadblock or, or anything. It should be more like you know, helping them uh, on day-to-day -day basis and you know make it more efficient um, you know, in terms of what they want to achieve. Uh, and, and also trying to find a balance uh, in terms of like, you know, um, follow the standards and guidelines. Uh, so we, we are more scalable and reliable. Uh, that's how it is. And also whenever we have the experienced leadership, right? It's easy. We can go them and follow the best practices and they'll guide us uh, for all these kind of things. Yeah. Right. So if I'm, if I understood it correctly, uh, Sunil, uh, you make more of a strategic decision, right? Yes. Uh, along with, you know, the ARB, I think, you know, you mentioned. Uh, and once that is, that decision is done, then Varun, the hack team, right? The target team comes in, uh, tears the technology apart, see, you know, the weaknesses, you know, what's possible, 
and come up with new ideas to, I guess, you know, enhance the current technology to make it work for our employees. Am I on the right track? Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sunil, uh, if we can deep dive, uh, drill down into selecting the right technology, right, in a world where I'm sure, you know, there is no shortage of, you know, tech for solving, you know, one particular solution, right? How do you go about that? Uh, if we can double click on, I think Varun mentioned that you have a holistic and comprehensive list of questions and checklist. Can we double click there? Absolutely, Alex. So I completely agree on that, that the comment that you made that now, uh, there's, so there's no shortage of the technology in the today's world, actually, right? So there's a, Right. There's a large enterprise companies who are constantly innovating, actually adding a lot more, lot of new things every day. And at the same time, there are like tons of startup companies and mid-sized companies who are in the market uh, with the yes. new technologies, right? So yes. selecting the new technology is a quite extensive process, uh, which goes behind the curtain actually. And team puts a lot of effort in selecting the right technology, which meets our needs and fit into the budget and future technology roadmap. So however, when we deciding this, uh, selecting the new technology in the world, uh, we define the we define and document the proper business requirement, technology requirement upfront on the paper, and we clearly we get a clear consent from the all the key stakeholders to ensure that it meets all our needs that we're looking for, and we prioritize them. Right. So, and once that's been laid out, I start going to the market and and start doing the market research to understand the key players in the market, who are the niche players in the market. I also look in the gardeners or similar organization who, who basically provide the recommendation in terms of technology, right? And I also talk to the, my peers uh, from other in organization and industry and get some feedback. And finally, come with the list of vendors who qualify for the initial round of product demos, right? So that's the initial, that's where things get really start happening, right? And then right. I connect to those vendors, request for the product demo, and, and start collecting the feedback from the, all the key stakeholders who are part of this evaluation process, right? Once this is in place, in the next stage, we qualify those list of vendors who go for the next POC stage, actually, right? And where we, uh, once that's in finalized, then we submit the VRA process to the new vendor. It, takes, it just goes through this ERB review process and, and, and uh, it, it just takes, goes in a cycle in terms of like, you know, getting the, all the uh, review, uh, from the security, from the compliance, from the from the you know um, data governance team and and all the key stakeholders, make sure uh, we follow the right process and everything, right? And then yeah. at the same time, we also define the lot of different test cases that we need to test and make sure that um, it meets all of our requirement and ensuring that that uh, uh, you know uh, it's uh, it's it's connecting all the dots that we are looking for, right? We talk to those vendor, go through those test cases upfront, make sure that they're ready to support and sign up for the POC uh, in the timely manner, and then finally perform the POC with the, with the team. And it, it just goes for like a couple of uh, weeks actually uh, at the same time, you know, uh, like multiple vendors POC at the same time. And then finally we select the vendor and go for the product. So it's a lot of effort goes behind the scene. And I know it's, it's, uh, people don't get that uh, visibility actually, that's what's happening behind the scene. Um, but this is what, what happened actually. <laughs> I just sort of right. Think. So how much of that is uh, architecture team uh, constantly evaluating versus uh, I guess you know, employees or you know there was a demand uh, from, from the employees? So there's a parallel process that we do actually, right? So 
once we start understanding the 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 requirement actually then we start uh, you know doing that market research at the same time and and uh, uh, and uh, and then we uh, once we shortlist this those things this is what we're looking for you know this is it's like parallel work is happening with with, with our team and and uh, and the architect team basically constantly looking outside also you know and okay. uh, regarding the tools right 70% of the tools are always same there is like features are same like when you do it right based right. on the feedback of the users developers and product managers we what we do is we see what are the remaining 30% which tool will fit in right it's not about the technology alex it's all about the implementation also right yeah picking the right tool and the implementation yes so it's all about the feedback sometimes a user will come up with some feature which is available only in one tool then it's easy to pick right yeah. it's all based on feedback and the uh, 70% is same all the f- tools are you, you see like checklist right it has email subscriptions all these things all tools does that but right. that 30% is the difference where we Got take it. the feedback fit in those that and b- pick the right tool it's all mostly the biggest thing is the feedback based on the feedback and the features requested we need to see the right tool which will fit in yeah because sometimes my experience is like uh, when we go in the demo everything looks super cool wow yeah the moment, moment we'll be in and start digging in actually and deeper yeah. then yes. they're realizing hey man this is just waste of time right everything <laughs> so, in the details so yeah. we we constantly improving this process overall process that how we can optimize this overall process uh, the how we evaluate these these and so we can we don't have to waste time at the later point of time so we we so this time yeah. we kind of improve this the entire process we we started we introduced that deep dive session in the beginning before we engage the poc so we asked a lot of question uh, technical questions and and a lot of uh, deep dive yeah deep dive so yeah. so we asked our friend so without engaging us because bringing the vendor inside the the company takes at least 6 weeks 5 to 6 weeks and then start a poc and so it put a lot of resources and things like so we just trying to optimize more more and more so we you know it's more effective actually to to provide an example in jan i used to do like four or five meetings with vendors to pick the right one right now two meetings are enough for me so that's how we improve the process like instead of meeting them 10 times to come to a conclusion now yeah. i can come to a conclusion after three meetings or two meetings whether this is the right tool for poc or not right, right? so that's how we improve the process and uh, maybe in, in next few years with one meeting we can decide whether the, win- the vendor is ready for poc or not yeah well once it looks like you know there is definitely room to improve in workflow right the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the technology selection process i um, think you need to build that alex <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely so yeah. uh, i guess you know if we were to workflow that uh what well, what is what are some of the practices that are unique uh here you know uh at service now about you know the architecture role as well as center of excellence compared to again you you both are you know have you know rich backgrounds uh, in uh, industry within the industry as well as here at service now so what's unique here uh, about the practices that we do uh, in service now compared to the industry yeah that's an interesting question alex uh, so if you look at that uh, the standard analytics maturity code uh, which basically comprises with the four different stages right which right. is one a uh, descriptive uh, phase to diagnostic and predictive and then finally prescriptive right so if i look at those phases and, and then compare the service now versus the standard right so i i feel that uh, 
we are somewhere between the three and four, uh, and we are getting mature and mature. So uh, mm-hmm. we are really focusing on the uh, you know predictive phase where basically trying to uh, focus a lot AI ML, uh, and we are trying to see that what will be happening, and you know, and we are trying to also go in prescriptive phase as well, where to see. Uh, you know, prescribing things and taking action and closing loop, actually, right? So, and right. do automation things. So, the, I see that we are definitely in a very good uh, stage and we are making a lot of progress. And compared to, if I see in my past, uh, uh, most of the companies are between phase one and phase two, which is kind of, uh, uh, which is kind of interesting in the past five, six years, the way you see that, right? How things technology may change in the last five, six years, actually, right? right? A company has been investing heavily on ML AI and building a lot of use cases uh, compared to uh, in the past, actually, right? So, because a uh, lot of data, a uh, lot of uh, uh, companies who are like, you know, investing a lot in, in the certain data scientists and data scientists, like, you know, nowadays, a lot of certain data scientists also start coming up and new tools has been there in the market was helping them, facilitating them to building a lot of new use cases quickly rather than totally depending on the, you know, uh, data scientists. So I see things have been changed a lot in the last five, six years. And that's why I see that. And we are absolutely in the, in the, in the good maturity curve, actually, right? I see. And I, I'm sure there's a lot, lot to come, lot to work on it, actually. But yeah, it's pretty interesting to be here, actually. Uh, so it's not. So. In my two years of experience, uh, like I got the feedback from the people, users, right? Once I got the list, I went to the vendor. These are the things I need. He was surprised. Oh my God, you're asking everything. So people are hungry here and, yep. uh, and one side doesn't fit all. So we have multiple tools already. So uh, you name it, I have all the tools here, all the BI space, everything, every tool in the BI, right. right? And the people are here, the users are asking everything like pretty good. Like you can, yes. there's nothing left in the plate. Right? Okay. So people are hungry here and they like whenever we come up with the new ideas and I know change is tough but here people are ready to accept it. They know change is the only thing. And I see that here more and uh, things are coming up and no, new tools, new technologies, but nobody's afraid of trying it, using it, coming up with the feedback. Yeah. So that's, that's the unique thing. Uh, I think for the benefit of the, uh, to the listeners, you know, this may uh, sound like a planted question, but this hungry and humble culture comes up every single episode. And I just love it. And Varun uh, and Sunil, we uh, both, you know, mentioned in terms of hung and humble and just, you know, every single employee coming in, whether, you know, they joined a month ago or they've been here for uh, more than, you know, five, six years or even more. Uh, this is what, you know, keeps us going, that hung and humble culture. And yep. Unstoppable, Alex. Yes, and unstoppable. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Every team, every team member is like so, so energetic, so energetic actually. People are coming with new ideas and, you know, just, I could say that now, the people are unstoppable actually because they, yeah. every time they have new ideas to look for actually. Right. Well, I know uh, there are peaks and valleys in every role and, uh, and there are, you know, highlights and lowlights, right? So uh, in that light, uh, what do you enjoy the most about uh, being an architect or uh, uh, being in center of excellence and also you know alternatively uh, what what do you enjoy the least about your role sure alex uh, so being a data architect uh, two things which i liked it actually most actually right 
First is like, I had to stay on top of the technology, the trend in the market and work right. with upcoming new technology always with the, so there's a lot of new learnings every day and, and, and new things actually, right? So uh, uh, working with new technologies is always a fun thing, actually, right? So, so uh, being, and also the second thing is being data architect, you always have to closely working with the team to solve their day-to-day problems, right? To help right. them, guide them. You know, yep. so that's a, that's I put that thing I really enjoyed actually because uh, you work closely with the people and try to solve the problems, right? And uh, yep. in a unique way, right? So that's yes. the fun part. Um, on the low light side, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that being a data architect is, uh, I would say, one of the most thankless job in the team, you know? <laughs> yeah. As you always work behind the curtain, behind the scene, behind the curtain. Yes. And you don't get the the visibility uh, that people work uh, who work in the front line actually right? closely working with the business you know um, right. so it is it, kind of uh, uh, it is kind of looking at both sides but that's how it is actually I would say you know um, yeah sounds good for me it's like a solving issues coming up with the new ideas and whenever users are using my new idea it's a hit right that yeah. gives me full satisfaction okay. and. Low light, it's the same thing. Whenever I don't come up with a new solution or whenever I don't have a workaround. And since I work with all the tools, right? I'm dependent on the tool. Right. I don't have my own like tool, right? So yeah. when sometimes there may be small, small things which is not possible, which will make me irritate, like stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, since I'm dependent with the tools, that's the thing I don't like it. But other than that, uh, highlights are more than low lights here. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for being candid. Uh, as part of the, my last question here, uh, for those who are thinking of becoming uh, or, or following the path of a data architect or joining the Center of Excellence team uh, or aspire to be one in the future, uh, what would you advise them to learn, to focus, to develop uh, skill set wise uh, in order to be successful in the future? Sure, Alex. So being a good data architect, um, you should be like jack of all trades, you know. So you have to have strong technology skills, uh, okay. uh, background, business knowledge, domain knowledge, and you have to be good with the people, uh, problem solving skills, you know, critical thinking, actually, right? Uh, yeah. Design thinking skills. So those are the key thing I would say. Anybody who want to be in this uh, in this role, uh, they right. have to focus on this, you know, um, uh, to be be successful in this. You know? Yeah. Okay. So jack of all trades and master of all of them too, right? Exactly. Yeah, I love yes. it. <laughs> they should be uh, like uh, eager to learn. They should be yes. up to date with the latest technologies, right? And they should be ready for the feedback because right. you, when you are working with multiple teams and users, right? Feedback is important, and there's no positive feedback or negative feedback. Feedback is feedback, yes. so you need to be ready for the feedback and also hungry to learn. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thank you very much, Masterminds of Data and Analytics team here at ServiceNow. It is so great to have you both. And um, uh, it gives me you know, pleasure to work with such an you know, awesome uh, talent and individual like yourselves. And I look forward to having you both in future to drill down and hopefully to hear you know, a lot more workflows in uh, throughout uh, the architecture and central of excellence teams. Awesome, Alex. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was fun, fun, fun chat. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Thanks a lot. This was an episode 13 of Analytics at ServiceNow, produced by one and only Matt Ackerman. In the next episode, 
we will cover a day in a life of data integrations. In other words, those who teleport data in and out of systems of your choice. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with others. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time.